morning, Antioch Brighton friends, different family members that may be joining us from different places. Welcome. I'm Mark Buckner. I'm the pastor here at Antioch Brighton. And we are in the middle of a series that is out of the last chapter of the book of Luke and the first two chapters of the book of Acts that uh, are very much a part of this time that we're in. It's, a, it's uh, related to the days between Easter and Pentecost, between the crucifixion, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and the release of the Holy Spirit. And we feel like this is significant for us at this season. It's significant for the church. It's, it's lining up traditional Jewish history with what happened with the birth of the church to what is happening in our lives during this season of uh, a plague in the world, uh, this COVID disease and this season of waiting. So uh, let me just talk about the story out of the book of Acts. And we get into the, t- the 12th verse through the end of the chapter. And Jesus has just ascended and the disciples are staring with open mouths as he goes up into heaven, as John Lux talked about last week. And they, they step away from that time. And it says that the disciples, Mary, the mother of Jesus, some women and, and his brothers go to a, a house and go to the second floor, go to the upper room there. And they commit themselves to constant prayer. And I, in my imagination, if you're in a small place for an extended period of time for 10 days and you're praying, God is working in people's lives. He's working in the community. He is digging deep in people's hearts. And they're, they're dealing with their relationships. They're dealing with what's happening in their own lives. And some point in time in this process, Peter stands up and says, we've got to deal with this issue with Judas. We have to find his replacement. They do something kind of interesting. They, they have the uh, almost uh, the ermine thurum. It's, it's like it's a way in the Old Testament that they made some decisions. And it's like rolling dice. So this is a bit odd. It's not an example for us today uh, because this is before the release of the Holy Spirit. And now we are guided by God himself, by his voice. It's what Jesus promised in John chapter 15 and 16, that we would hear the voice of God. We would respond. The Holy Spirit would lead us. But in this moment, they make some key decisions and replace Judas with Matthias. And uh, they that's the basic story of what happens in this section. It's a, it's a, a stepping forth of leadership there. So let's, let's look back at the larger setting. What's this thing that I spoke of right as we be, I began talking here? That we're in the middle, we're in between these major Jewish holidays. The Passover, which is the, the place where uh, God spoke to the nation of Israel before they were leaving Egypt and said, put the, kill a lamb and put its blood over your doorposts and you will be saved from the death angel. You'll be saved from this plague of death. And that lines up with the death of the Lamb of God on the cross who saves the world for all eternity from our sin. And <clears throat> so that's, that is the, the Passover. Now, what is Pentecost? What is the significance of that? 
Pentecost is actually a word that comes from the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Bible, and it means 50th. So it's 50 days from the Passover. It's the Feast of Weeks. There are seven weeks of seven days, 49 plus one. So the 50th day is the Pentecost. And on this time, they celebrate two things significantly. One is the giving of the law that happened on Mount Sinai. And another is the uh, the harvest. So they have this time where they're honoring the very first part of the harvest. And <clears throat> so in Exodus chapter 19, we have this passage. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The smoke billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently. So God himself descended on the mountain with fire. Now we go to book of Acts and the second chapter and we see how this lines up with these events, with the Jewish calendar. So in, in, uh, instead of the giving of the Ten Commandments, we have the giving of the New Covenant being unleashed, the church being unleashed with this new promise of God, the new law that he's placed in their hearts. Instead of fire coming on the mountain, we have tongues of fire coming on people in chapter 2. Instead of a physical harvest being celebrated, it is the beginning of the ingathering of the church, the people of God. It's not food. It is people that are being gathered to God. Now, how does this relate to us? How, does, how do these festivals, how do these events in the Old Testament and in the, the New Testament relate to us at this point in time? I don't believe that God is doing all these things. He is not the sickness. He is not the pandemic. But he is working in these things. And he has our attention. He's working in this times in people's hearts. If we will focus on him, if we will give him the room, and not just be busy, not just distract ourselves, but if we'll take this time and... Uh, uh, and give some of it to saying, God, what do you want to do in my life? He wants to work in a significant way right now. Yes, again, compassion for all of those of you who are uh, home with children and you're very busy in your jobs, but in the middle of all this, God is at work, isn't he? So this season uniquely lines up with these Jewish holidays. Uh, the, the season that we've been in uh, just before Easter, the progression up to Easter and Lent, and uh, through this time up to Pentecost, we find ourselves in a place where we believe that God is freshly consecrating his church and freshly releasing his church. I want to believe that this is a time where there's a fresh release of the fire of God on his church for power and purification and a fresh expression of the covenant, the new covenant of promise that God has for us and a new wave of the harvest. When I look at Acts chapter 2, I have an imagination of the purest form of the church. 
there was a point in my life where I looked around. It was in my 20s where I just looked around and says, said, is this all there is? Is this the church? Is Somehow this doesn't seem to line up with, with the Bible. There are patterns and things that we're doing that don't seem to be fully expressing the scripture. And it's, we certainly aren't seeing the power and the vibrance and the, the authority of the church that I read in the book of Acts. So I began this process and I, I started saying, Lord, how can I line up with this ideal? This became my reference. And I think we should be looking at the book of Acts right now. Instead of looking at other churches or, or uh, looking at our own circumstances or experiences, what do we see? What do you imagine as being really the purest and truest and most sincere and most clear picture of God's purpose of living through his people and expressing himself in the earth, in our neighborhoods, in our cities, in the world around us. I want to dream for a moment. What could the church be? What is the, this place? If we could have a moment in history and have a demarcation and say, we are moving into a new place. We are... We are going to take a generational leap up in what we look like and how we live out our life with God and how we live that life out together. What would that look like? What is? What are the dreams and the ideals that are in your heart for what the body of Christ, what our local church would look like? That's what I, I want us to dream about and pray about in this season. And I also want to ask you this question. If you have that dream, if you have that vision, what needs to change in your life to line up with that? You don't just have these great ideals, but you think, God, begin with me. Start in my life. Start in my family. Start with my friends. Can we live out this dream? Would you change us? Instead of having an attitude of, of judgment of who's not doing it right, say, Lord, Begin here. If you want to do a work of God, begin in me. Line me up. So I just ask again, what in your life needs to change? What steps do you need to take moving forward to line up with a fresh release of the new covenant, a fresh release of purity and power, and a fresh release of harvest? I, I believe that this is what's up. I believe that this is what God is doing. In some sense, we can say he's been doing that ever since Pentecost. But somehow, um, he's got our attention right now. Do you believe God wants to move us forward in a very significant way? Well, then what needs to happen? So take, take a moment after this message it may be directly after the message, or it could be another time today, but, but pray, Lord, what is it that, how is it you want us to live this out in our community, in our life group, in the people closest to me, in our family, in our friends, and how do you want to change me, to line me up with your purposes? All right. 
Lord Jesus, do this in us. Oh, this is our dream. This is our desire. It's above our failures. It's above our limitations. It's above our brokenness, Lord. It's your purpose that you're working out, your will and your desire. Do it, Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome day.